Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible human being with me. And I haven't had this conversation ever on the pod. And I'm so honored to have this incredible woman, Lizzie, on the podcast to talk about it. So Lizzie, first, I kind of want to pass you the mic and do a little intro of yourself. And then we'll kind of go from there. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, um, I'm really honored that you're giving me a chance to talk about this uh, important topic. Mm-hmm. My name is Lizzie Savetsky. I am a digital influencer. And over the past few years, I've really become uh, an activist unintentionally, but it's been the most fulfilling, um, unexpected journey that I've been on. I, um, I started off uh, in the influencer space in fashion. Mm-hmm. I had a blog called Accessories Expert back in 2011 um, that I had for a bunch of years. So my longtime followers know me as that accessories expert, but I, um, I shifted gears um, slowly. I started to see um, during a very rocky time in my life in 2017, 2018, when I was going through my pregnancy losses um, that out of impulse, I decided to share about it. And this was a time when Instagram was really a place of highly curated mm-hmm. images, a highlight reel, you know, people weren't really opening up. I think in a post COVID world, we're seeing more and more people opening up and we're seeing multidimensional human beings instead of just, just pictures. Um, but back then it really wasn't done. Um, and so I think it shocked a lot of people. It definitely shocked my own family. My husband was like, what have you done? You're mm-hmm. just like sharing our journey. But it really um, was a pivotal moment for me because it showed me how I could use my platform for more than just um, more than just aesthetically pleasing images. And um, it showed me how I was really able to connect with other people and build this real community. Um, and so it really like opened up this whole can of worms for me. Cause I was like, okay. Um, I didn't feel like I could really just go back to just posting outfit photos after that. Um, and there were so many causes that I felt strongly about, and I just didn't see anyone in the digital influencer space really standing up for the, the Jewish people. Um, I didn't like have a role model to look to with that. And mm-hmm. I felt like we're so under advocated for in general. I mean, we're so mm-hmm. small to begin with, but then <clears throat> the amount of Jewish people that actually feel comfortable enough to stand up and with pride or to stand up and fight anti-Semitism, it's, it's so small, you know, it's probably mm-hmm. less than 10% of, of our small number, you know, there's less than 15 million Jews in the world. So, um, so yeah, so I just felt like um, it was a role that <clears throat> I I wanted to take on. I didn't know um, how much hate would come my way by doing so and how dark it would get for me. I don't think we can ever truly be 
mentally prepared for what it feels like to be on the receiving end of so much hate. But um, I've continued to push forward. And, you know, it's been amazing because I've really been able to connect with so many different people and organizations. And I, as lonely as it can feel sometimes out there, I I know that I'm not alone. And um, it's been, um, it's just been such a beautiful journey, like the good and the bad. Like I'm, I'm grateful for all of it. And, you know, so, uh, this is like the, the life path I'm on and I'm fighting anti-Semitism. I'm standing up for the Jewish people. I'm standing up for Israel and I'm doing it in as fashionable a way as I know how. <laughs> Definitely fashionable for sure. But I kind of want to get into, first of all, you had mentioned, you know, your, your family and your husband specifically, like once you started doing this, he wasn't, he, you know, he was afraid of it at first, right? Like what, what was that all like initial reaction to be like, honey, I'm going to be doing this. Like I, I'm standing for us and I'm standing for our community and what we believe in. So are you ready to go on this ride for me? Like, how was that experience? It's interesting when, when it had to do with our personal life with pregnancy loss, he yeah. was um not on board right away. Um, Mm -hmm. he now is like incredibly supportive. And like, when I shared about my, my sobriety, I'm, I'm also sober. He was like, I'm glad you did that. Like, so he now is comfortable with knowing that we can help other people. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to standing up for the Jewish people in Israel, he was always supportive. And I think that that is really what, um, pushed me because I felt like, um, I don't know that I would have had the strength just on my own to tackle this, but knowing that he's behind me has been crucial. And, you know, it, we really are a team effort. Like a lot of the times you don't see him, but like on last Sunday, for example, you know, he's dragging me out of bed at 6am to make a video about the CUNY speech, Mm -hmm. um, the very anti-Semitic commencement address at CUNY law. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, we have to do this, Lizzie. He went to one of the CUNY schools. He went to Queens college. Um, and so he's like super on board and, um, really, really helpful. And I think he sees the importance of, of my voice in this space because there really just aren't that many of us. And, um, it really, it really does matter. Like every video matters, every post matters showing up at all these rallies um, and parades and whatever it is, you know, the presence really counts for the Jewish people because we're small in number and there is so much hate. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think you're like the true definition of being the voice for the voiceless, right? Because I feel that there's so many people out there that are, you know, nervous to step out of their comfort zone and become that leader, become that person. So I guess my next question for you is what tips would you be able to give to those people to be that, to be that leader, to be that person that like, you know, this is what you believe in, be that, be that powerhouse. Like what type of tips could you give to that? Maybe like nervous person to step into their power. I guess you can say like you, like you literally have stepped into yours. So I think that first and foremost, the fear around standing up um, as a proud Jew is extremely valid. Mm-hmm. And um, I would never judge anyone who didn't stand up because they felt afraid because it is scary. And people who are visibly Jewish are being attacked. And that's that's our current reality. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that running away from your identity and hiding your identity isn't going, isn't going to save you. And so I would 
much rather face it head on um, and, and be comfortable in who I am, regardless of what other people think of me. Um, and, you know, hate is really born out of not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's born out of the fear of, um, of what we don't know. And once people are able to humanize this other, um, it becomes a lot harder to hate them. And so um, one of the best things to do in terms of advocacy is just having conversations with people, just mm-hmm. talking to people, um, because you will humanize the experience of what it is like to be a Jewish person, to be a gay person, and to be um, whatever you know um, is making you feel oppressed. Um, to the person who maybe doesn't understand, doesn't know enough to ask, um, has misconceptions or, you know, believe stereotypes. And, you know, a lot of times anti-Semitism, um, especially the more implicit forms of it that we see or the anti-Israel bias that we see, it's not people's fault that they mm-hmm. have it because the media, social media, celebrities like Kanye West, you know, mm-hmm. they're out there promoting these, these messages of, of hate. Um, and it may not be like that overt idea of hate. It could be a lot more subtle. And so um, I think when, when we're able to really talk to people and, and allow them to get to know us and, and be vulnerable and say, like, this is what it makes me feel like, or what do you think about the Jewish? Why do you think this about the Jewish people? I think that is like the best kind of advocacy that could ever be done, because that's when you can really open someone's heart and open someone's mind. and then there is a ripple effect from there. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think it doesn't have to be like these huge major gestures. You know, I am a big fan of a rally. Mm -hmm. I liked, I think it's important to um, protest that, which we don't think is just, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to go that far in order to make a difference in the world. Um, Beyond that, I will say, um, my my husband's great uncle, who was a survivor of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. um, in his uh, show a Holocaust testimonial um, that from the Spielberg Foundation, he said mm-hmm. Einstein was just a German until Hitler came to power. He never was comfortable in his Jewish identity. He never was a practicing Jew. He never identified as a Jew. But when Hitler came to power, he became a Jew and mm-hmm. not a German, and he had to flee Europe and come to America to save his own life. It didn't matter that he was one of the most well-known legendary people in the world. He had, he was a Jewish person according to Hitler and he, his life was in danger. And so running away from who you are because you think it's going to save you, it's not going to save you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that being Jewish for me or being what, whatever it is that God made you is, is a gift and it's a blessing and it's the way that we're supposed to be. And I, I think um, there's no better feeling than fully stepping into that and embracing it um, and feeling it, you know, and it doesn't have to be a religious thing for you. Um, I'm a religious person, but even if you're not, you know, um, this is who we are and you can't fight your identity. And uh, it feels great to be able to stand strong in that and remember where we come from. Um, and so anyone that's ever wavering with, um, with, with their Jewish identity, I always tell them to like, look back at their family history and to understand the shoulders that they're standing on, you Mm -hmm. know, the grandparents, the great grandparents, all the people that came before them that fought through so much 
so that they could be a proud Jew today. And like, that's the most empowering thing I could ever imagine. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And I kind of want to take a moment. So I mean, kind of have my listeners kind of really it digest everything that you just shared, because I think it was super powerful. And I know that there are so many people that, like you were saying, are so stuck in that social media, watching the media, believing what, believing everything that's being told and kind of almost brainwashed. Yeah. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody, those uncomfortable conversations and been able to have them think, oh, okay. Or has it always been like this, like the back and forth, like the battle? So I actually don't engage um, with people on social media Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, um, because I don't find that that's a good forum to open hearts and minds. Um, When somebody is is, um, aggressively coming at me with negative comments, I'm not going to change their mind. And so it's not going to be good for my mental health to even try. Um, And I'm just going to get frustrated. So I find that the best conversations are the ones that we can have face to face. And mm-hmm. I have had, um, I have had so many of those, you know, I feel um, even, you know, I learned this at a young age. I remember growing up in Texas and um, my parents raised me super open-minded, even though I was raised in Fort Worth, Texas, which, you know, is not necessarily what you would think of as like a liberal minded place. But my parents are, were very open always. And a lot of my parents' best friends were gay. I was raised around that. I have, I never thought lesser or more of anyone for their sexual orientation, but my peers did. And there was Mm -hmm. a lot of hate around homosexuality, which never made any sense to me because it was just not the ethos of my home. And so, um, I remember having this conversation. I was in ninth grade with a friend of mine who said, I hate all gay people. And I Mm -hmm. said, how can you say you hate all gay people? Do you even know one gay person? And he Mm -hmm. said, you're right. No, I don't. And that really just showed me, um, from a young age, how powerful it is, um, to humanize and not to stereotype and to, to make a safe place for these conversations. I'm sure he thinks he hates all gay people because he's been told his whole life how bad it is to be gay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he needs a new lens. He needs to unlearn um, these stereotypes. And I think it also helps um, to remember that we're all, this isn't like you're bad and I'm good. Like we're all carrying around our biases Mm -hmm. from through our life, like for whatever our experiences have been, whoever our parents, teachers, mentors have been, we all have them. And so we all really have to take a close look in the mirror and unlearn these things in order to, to create space for change. Um, and you know, I try the best, I try to tell people when they're having these one-on-one conversations, particularly about Mm anti-Semitism, don't come at it in an angry way because it doesn't actually change anything. But if we come at it and like, you've obviously had some experiences that have led you to believe, um, that Jewish people are cheap or, um, pushy or whatever it is. Like, why don't we unpack that and like, talk about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think it also is important to have that 
one-on-one personal conversation rather than in the social media space, because like, you're not going to get, you're not going to get anywhere through that. It's, it's that, it's that personal one-on-one actually seeing the person talking to you, feeling that energy between the two of you couldn't agree more with that. And And it doesn't happen. And that's like one of the beautiful things about like wearing, um, Jewish, Mm-hmm. Like if it's the yarmulke or for me, like I wear like my state of Israel necklace, like mm-hmm. it's a conversation starter. So like, yep. I never know who is going to ask me about my necklace. And then we open up a whole dialogue and yep. maybe I can teach them something. Maybe I can learn something from them. So I think that's one of the big benefits of, of being a visibly Jewish person. A hundred percent. And I kind of want to steer towards, okay. Your daughter is hysterical. Can I just say? Stella. <laughs> yes, Stella. She is too much. And I think you were already implementing those incredible habits for her and her little, what is it? Little, like a little talk show. She does I, I think that's amazing. And I kind of want my next question, I guess, for you is when, when you, when you look at your family, right. And the legacy that you're building, like, what is that ultimate legacy that you would like to leave? Something that I think about all the time is that um, the responsibility that I have to be a link in the chain, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said before, I go back to this thought of all the generations that came before me and the persecution, the expulsion, the murder that they went through um, and still were able to maintain their Jewish identity through thousands of years, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's really a miracle. Um, but it comes with this responsibility for me to carry that forward because if I don't, it, it, the chain will break with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I see my legacy as instilling a strong sense of Jewish identity and Jewish pride in my children, um, the empowerment to stand up, um, when something isn't right. Um, and the, um, And the understanding of our job to give back to the community and the people around us um, and to help anyone in need. You know, these are all values that I consider to be Jewish values. They're not just Jewish values, but that's what it means to me to be a Jewish person. And so, um, you know, when I see my children really caring and, you know, showing empathy uh, towards their fellow human beings, um, when I see them have a passion for, um, their, their Jewish learning that to me is like my biggest success that I could ever dream of, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here forever and none of us are. Mm-hmm. And so it's our legacy is the only thing that will live on. Well, I, I know that you're, you're, you're already succeeding in that mission with the, everything that you're doing. And I, I guess my next question for you, as we kind of wrap things up is, what's next for you? Right. Like, I mean, you've already progressed so much with this, but what's, what's, what's next? You know, it's an interesting question. I'm not somebody that like makes five-year plans or Mm -hmm. one-year plans. Um, it's, I was asked last night about what has, you know, how did I find this path? Mm -hmm. And I, and I really believe this path found me. Like I didn't, I don't think I chose it. I, I think it chose me. And I, I'm on it because I feel like I have no choice. It is like my obligation. It's my purpose. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I would love to reach a more mainstream audience. Um, 
sometimes I feel like I'm only talking to um, within an echo chamber to other people who have the same goals as I do. Um, so I'd love to find a way to reach outside of that bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's important to me to be able to come on podcasts like this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll talk to anyone that wants to talk to me about this work. Um, and so, you know, whatever form they, that may be, but at the end of the day, I feel very content and fulfilled with where I am right now. And um, just going to keep, keep trucking along and doing the work. We've got a rally outside of CUNY tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's, it's important. We have a lot of work to do. We do have a lot of work to do. And I feel that like, um, my listeners are going to want to connect with you, want to, you know, just like, you know, reach out to you, see, you know, what's, what you're doing. So please let, let them know how they can, you know, get in touch with you. I'm going to share everything in the show notes. So my content can primarily be found on Instagram. My handle is at Lizzie Savetsky, L-I-Z-Z-Y, S-A-V-E-T-S-K-Y. And um, that's where you can follow along on my journey every day. I'm always there except for, I'm there 24-6. I'm off on Chavez. Um, But yeah, I would love, love all the support. Um, Would love to have you join, join our fight. 100%. 100%. And do you share when you're usually doing these like rallies or yeah. these events? You usually do. Okay. So they can, I post, they can- um, yes, I post um, every week what the lineup is. Um, yeah. We, we were, we are at the courthouse this morning for Joey Borgen, who is a victim of a anti-Semitic hate crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've got, um, there's a lot, unfortunately there's a lot of anti-Semitism out there. So, but then there's also, you know, um, I'm also posting about, um, celebratory things as well, you know, like the Israel parade. And mm-hmm. so please tune in and, um, and I'd, I'd love to meet you guys in person. Well, Lizzie, I really appreciate you just taking the time. I know you're busy to chat with me and I'll be watching. And I know my listeners will be watching to see just how far you're going to come. And we're, I'm, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, so I, I'm definitely going to but this isn't this isn't over the, between the two of us. I'll Not reach over. out to you. We're we're gonna connect in person for sure. But I truly appreciate you taking Danielle. The time. Thank you so much. Really, I so appreciate the opportunity, and it's so great to chat with you. Such an honor. And guys, if you loved this episode, please tag the two of us on social. We will show you back some love. But thank you guys so much. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.